Hey there, welcome to the Friday edition of Following the Truth. I'm your host, Gary Zimak. I'm going to be here with you for the next 30 minutes. Hey, I got the windows open again today. Man, it is absolutely beautiful here. Um, it, and it worked yesterday. No excessive noise as far as I know. So we're going to try it again today. Got the windows open. We're going to talk about, um, I don't know if, if I had a title this show, maybe Old Habits Die Hard. And and this is something that I, that I got out of the gospel today. I'm going to let the Holy Spirit lead you know, I I know the basic thing I want to talk about, and we're going to see where the Spirit goes with this. But essentially, it's this. Um, in the Gospel today, Jesus makes the comment that no one who has been drinking old wine desires new, for he says the old is good. Now, um, what I felt the Spirit telling me today about that particular line is that, and I've done it, so many times throughout my life, I had no idea that it was even possible to have an intimate relationship with Jesus, you know, that he's real and that he is as real as anybody around me. Because honestly, it's weird, isn't it? It's weird to have a relationship with a person when you can't see them or you can't really hear them. Now, of course, we know that we can hear Jesus speak through his church, through the Bible, sometimes through other people, through circumstances, through feelings, through thoughts. He, he does speak. I mean, there's no question about it. He speaks, but not in the traditional sense. So it's kind of strange to have this relationship with a person who you can't see. I mean, I talk to Jesus. I'm going to be talking to my Father in heaven, right, in a few minutes when we pray. Our Father in heaven, I should say. And we can't see them. So it almost feels as if you have an imaginary friend. I mean, that's what it feels like at first. So saying it's weird, I mean, I think you get where I'm going with this. It's unusual. It's different. And for many individuals, it's not something unless they have, unless they're in a crisis or unless they have a major conversion experience, right? Uh, It's not something many individuals even think is possible or have any desire for. You know, and for years as a church-going Catholic Christian, I would go to Mass on Sunday and then the rest of the week and even on Sunday outside of Mass, I would solve or, or uh, when I had a problem, I don't know if you wouldn't call it solve, but I would console myself or, yeah, I guess console myself when I had a problem by any number of different techniques Anything from alcohol to hanging out with my friends to shopping to, you know, what, whatever it was, a relationship, a real relationship with Jesus as a best friend, it wasn't on my radar. And I, I really think that's one of the things Jesus is, is saying in, in this gospel. But, um, but as, I've, as I've shared with you before, every time I read Scripture— I want to make sure that I'm not only, because this is a tendency we all can have if we're not careful, I want to make sure that I'm not reading the message and applying it to others. In other words, Jesus is saying that all of those people who don't have a relationship with me, they um, they don't know what they're missing or they don't even understand it. And, and that's not a bad message because that's true. And, you know, but, but, but literally... How does, does that affect me? Of course, it reminds me of the need to try to let other people's, people know, and that's what I try to do with my work, how great it is to have a relationship with Jesus. But then, more specifically, as I meditated upon this today, I was, I was just thinking about the fact that 
there's a message, there's a component of this people who are um, drinking old wine, as Jesus puts it, they have no desire for the new because they're satisfied. They're satisfied with the, the old, that the old is good. I think there's a message there for me, even though I do have a personal relationship with Jesus. I would call it an intimate one. I talk to him every day. I receive him in Holy Communion. We, uh, I, I read scripture every day, but I believe that there's room for improvement even in my life. And, and, and so I'm saying, not that I'm some kind of superstar, but you, you get what I'm saying, right? I talk about Jesus as if he is my friend, and I really believe he is. But there is a tendency that I have sometimes to be satisfied and to not be willing or not know, not even think of, taking the next step in my relationship with the Lord. So what I'm saying is, I think, is um, no matter where you are, in your relationship with Jesus. There is always some room for improvement. I'm going to share a few things today, and we'll see if it hits you like it hit me. Honestly, this did hit me like a ton of bricks today. And, and then I'm, I'm feeling that it leads in, and again, you know, I don't, I don't script these shows. I have an idea generally that I want to talk about, but I don't script them. Uh, you know, I don't cover the whole 30 minutes and have, a, have an outline. I don't, I don't roll like that. I don't feel that's what the Lord wants me to do. I think I can lead into the responsorial psalm from today's Mass based on that, too. So I'm going to see if it flows during the show. Um, so, should be good. I'm looking forward to this program. Hey, um, let's pray, and we'll, I, I want to chat about something with you on the other side of the prayer. So, I, I said I said that I wanted to talk to our Father in Heaven in the prayer. I want to talk to Jesus. I'm going to change that because of the Gospel, because we're going to be really... Uh, listening to his words. I want to make sure we have this chat with them. So if you would join me, let's turn to our Lord Jesus right now. Let's talk to him a little bit, okay? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, you know, this is a, this is pretty powerful that we can we can do this, that we can sit here and have this conversation with you. Lord, I, I don't see you right now. I don't hear you. I don't necessarily feel you. But Lord, as I close my eyes, and activate the power of faith, the faith that I received for the first time when I was baptized, I know through that faith, Lord, that you do hear me. And I'm willing to trust and act on that belief that you hear me, that you love me, and that you want what's best for me. Lord Jesus, thank you for sacrificing in so many ways for us. When you came into this world, you left your heavenly throne, you opened yourself up to a lot of persecution. Some of, what, some, of what, some of it was physically painful, but it was also mentally painful. You suffered a lot, Lord. You suffered rejection at the, the hands of the people who you came to save the people who you created. And it had a hurt, Lord. You know, Lord, I know I've hurt you too in the past. I've ignored you. I've done things that I know didn't please you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lord, for that. Jesus, I desire to follow you more closely. 
I desire to be used as your instrument. I desire to let people know about you because, boy, you have made such a difference in my life, Lord. I call you Lord because I, I, I surrender my life to you every day. Do I always succeed? No, Lord, you know I don't. But my goal is to surrender, to follow you, to let you work in my life so that when others see me, they see elements of you in me. I'm going to need a lot of help to do that, Lord. I'm going to ask you to continue to help me and all of us as we try to function in this world with a lot of distractions, a lot of difficulties, a lot of challenges. But you have us here in this particular period of history for a reason. We are alive right now, Lord, because you want us to be alive at this point in time. 2021, you want us here right now. So please, Lord, strengthen us so that we can do your work while we are still here on earth. Lord, please help us us with all of our individual problems and challenges. I ask you, Lord, to pour out your Holy Spirit on me so that I can deliver the message that you would like delivered today. And please open all of our minds and all of our hearts to be receptive to what it is that you have to say. Lord, we ask these things with total confidence. We ask these things in your name. And we ask through the intercession of your blessed mother, Mary. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Man, that's pretty personal. You know, when, when, I, start, when I start praying sometimes, I, I, I lose sight of the fact that you are here. So I, I hope you enjoy when I pray like this. It really is a, um, it's a pretty personal experience for me. And I try to just slow it down. Sometimes I, I lose track of the time when I, when I do these prayers at the start of the show. And uh, it's one of the reasons I don't script anything out. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do have a plan. Uh, usually not until the day of the show, but I typically do have some sort of a plan. But I really want to be moved by the Holy Spirit because if I script this out too much or if I allot X number of minutes for prayer, you know, then it then it starts to be a little too regimented and I don't I don't leave room for the Spirit. So I hope you enjoy the way we do things here on the program. I just I just try to do my best. Uh, my name is Gary Zimek and you are listening to Following the Truth. If you're a first time listener, I want to welcome you. And let you know that I always have a chair at the table for you. You and I were sitting around together talking about the Lord, trying to find ways to work him into our lives. And that sounds really tacky. That's not a good way to put it. But you know what I'm saying. Try to find ways to to involve him. You know, he, he wants to be very involved with our lives. He wants to help us. He wants to make things easier for us. Even even if it requires challenges, we're gonna we're gonna face challenges in life. Life we're gonna have difficulties, but walking with Jesus makes even the most difficult challenges so much easier to bear. Right? And that's that's the goal. That's my goal to give you some hope, to lift your spirits, while at the same time telling you the truth. Because I believe the truth of Jesus Christ, as found in the Gospels is good news, and it is uplifting. It's filled with hope. There is hope. So if you need somebody to tell you, if you're feeling hopeless today, you need somebody to tell you there is hope, I'm going to tell you, there is hope. Do not let your heart be troubled. Don't become discouraged. 
we're going to get through this. Me, you, and the Lord, right? We're going to get through whatever it is that you're struggling with. Um, Followingthetruth.com is my website if you want to find out more information about the work that I do. And as I mentioned earlier in the week, I have a new book coming out in this month. Hard to believe this month. A few more weeks it's going to be coming out. It's called Journey with God, Finding Peace and Happiness. I'll be talking more to you about that book in the in the next few weeks. But for right now, if you're interested in pre-ordering the book, I'd say the best place to, to do that is to go to Amazon.com. I will have links on my website in the next few weeks, but uh, I don't have that right now. But that's going to be coming soon. If you have any questions about anything, please email me at Gary at followingthetruth.com. Okay, one piece of business before we go on. Monday, and I know you may not be listening in the United States, but in the United States, Monday is is a holiday. It's it's Labor Day. We we celebrate. Um, we take a break from from labor, from working, from you know, uh, recharge our batteries at the end of the summer. And, and I and I say that because not everybody who listens to this program is in the U.S. But since it is a a federal holiday. I'm going to take the day off on Monday, so I hope you understand. Um, it's the end of summer. I'm just going to relax with my family. So there will be, however, there will be my daily reflection, my daily email reflection, let not your heart be troubled. That's going to come to you Monday. So if you are a subscriber, you will still receive that on Monday. But I'm just going to skip this podcast, and then I'll be back with you on Tuesday. All right, so just make note of that. Don't panic when I'm not around. Uh, but uh, I am going to be back on Tuesday. And if um, if I don't get a chance to say it, I do hope you have a relaxing weekend. It is uh, sort of um, it's it's one of those it's, it's very it's funny. This this gets me every year. Summer is not technically over, but for as long as I can remember, Labor Day marks the unofficial end of summer. Now you know as a, as a, as somebody who loves the warm weather, it's kind of bittersweet for me. Fall's a nice time of year, but I know where we're headed. If <laughs> you get my drift, but it, but in a sense, it's it's also, you know, as somebody who has um, been involved in full time ministry for close to ten years now, January of next year will be ten years. There's a certain slowing down in the summer. A lot of things, a lot of church ex- activities stop, and coming on the heels of COVID, right. For, and, and when we were shut down for so long, I am very anxious to get started again this fall. So it's kind of like the calm before the storm. I've got some book projects I have to get working on. I'm 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 anxious to get started again, but I, I like to, I, I really want to enjoy the last few days of a somewhat relaxing summer that I've had. It's been a it's been a good summer. I've been able to relax a little bit. I love doing my e- my daily email reflections. I love chatting with you. I like doing my various network radio appearances. But things are going to get a little busy again, and, and I, um, I'm i excited about that. So that's a good thing. So I'm just getting my batteries recharged before I get back out there. And if you're in the, if you're in the Connecticut area, I'm going to be speaking, be one of the keynote speakers at the Connecticut Catholic Men's Conference on September the 25th. That's my really my next talk that I'm going to be giving. Then there's there's several more. If you want to find out where I'm going to be in the upcoming months, check out followingthetruth.com. My schedule is on there. So while you're there, you know, if you want to bring me into your church, I would be happy to come in 
and speak at your parish. All right, let's get to this gospel. This is the gospel from today's daily mass. And as I mentioned at the start of the program, I'm going to really focus on the last verse of this gospel passage. But I'll read the whole thing because these are the words of Jesus. So this is important. And I may stop for a brief message along the way once I once I start reading. Okay, but let's let's look at this. This is Luke chapter 5, verses 33 through 39. The scribes and the Pharisees said to Jesus, The disciples of John the Baptist fast often and offer prayers, and the disciples of the Pharisees do the same. But yours eat and drink. So, you know, here again, remember I talked during the prayer that Jesus was subject not to only physical violence and persecution. He had to deal with a lot of nonsense and rejection from the people he loved, from the people who claimed to be worshiping his father, right? And the Pharisees, the scribes, these were the religious, you want to call them zealots maybe, um, that's about the closest I can come with. They, they, were, they were dedicated, but they were dedicated to God. They, they, on the surface, dotted the I's, crossed the T's. They went through the motions really well, but a lot of them, their hearts weren't in the right place, and, and that's why we see Jesus constantly being at odds with these people with the religious people. So, because th- their actions are somewhat hypocritical and they're challenging him here. And Jesus, you know, Jesus butts heads with these guys a lot. And they're saying, why do you and your followers not fast often and offer prayers? And they're talking about formal fasting and praying. And Jesus said this, can you make the wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and they will fast in those days. And he also told them a parable. So he's hitting them with a lot of stuff here. You know, the Messiah has come. He's arrived. He's there. He's revealing God to them. But a lot of them are missing the point. And Jesus tells this parable. No one tears a piece from a new cloak to patch an old one. Otherwise, he will tear the new and the piece from it will not match the old cloak. Likewise, no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the new wine will burst the skins, and it will be spilled, and the skins will be ruined. Rather, new wine must be poured into fresh wineskins. And no one who had been drinking old wine desires new, for he says the old is good. You know, what the Lord's getting at here is the new covenant is being ushered in, in the person of Jesus. But some individuals, the scribes, the Pharisees, these the, the people often referred to the Jews in the Gospels. They're the religious leaders. A lot of them are set in their ways, and they're not really getting the point. And Jesus is trying to stretch them a little bit. And to get them to follow him because he's about to take them to the next level of faith. Now let's let's get to what I what I was thinking about, and I kind of touched on it in the beginning of the show, when Jesus said, The ones who have been drinking the old wine, no one who has been drinking old wine desires new, 
for he says the old is good. There are many people, I know many people, who don't want anything to do with Jesus on a personal relationship type level. You know, they'll, they'll acknowledge he exists. They might even go to church, but they don't want anything to do with him because either they're afraid that he's going to ask him to do something that they don't want to do, or they think it's weird to have a personal relationship with a person you can't see, um, or they don't even think it's possible. They think it's sort of, um, you know, it's fluff to have a personal relationship with Jesus. But for me, and for, for maybe you too and many people, it's real. I mean, he's a real friend to us. But for whatever reason, some people just don't think it's possible. And we need to work with those people. We need to help them. I was uh, I was having a conversation with a neighbor today. Didn't really haven't really got the chance to talk much to her. But when I take my walks, I'm I get to meet some people, and uh, she started to ask me what I do for a living. And I said I write books about God, you know, and that that uh, sparked an interesting conversation. But she said she likes to read a lot, and she said, you know, I I don't go to church, but I'm really spiritual, and I believe in God. And, uh, you know, here's the thing: this 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 presents a challenge for us. Christians who want to evangelize. We want to lead souls to Christ. And my recommendation, I heard this phrase a a long time ago. I really like it. And it's, don't try to skin the fish before you catch it. And I think that's a great way to look at our evangelization efforts. People are hurting. People are looking for Jesus, even though they don't realize it. But if we give them too much too soon, we're going to turn them off. And that's where you really have to depend on the Holy Spirit to lead you. What do I say? How far do I go? And when is the time to really pour it on? You know, and we had a nice conversation this morning. And, and I believe that it will lead to more conversations. I didn't tell her everything. Because even Jesus didn't reveal everything at one time. Sometimes it's, you know, that's prudence, the virtue of prudence knowing what to say when. And I really lean on the Holy Spirit to try to know. Do I say something? Do I hold back? Do I just chill for a little bit, you know? And you go gradually sometimes. That's what I believe. You don't deny the truth. But, you know, I don't think there's a hard and fast rule for how much you say when. But above all, this is what I found. Be nice to people. Be kind. I guess kind's a better word. Be kind. Be concerned about them, you know. That's what Jesus did. He never pushed anybody away. He hung out with the people nobody else wanted to hang out with. Jesus reached the people who thought that the kingdom wasn't for them. They weren't good enough. We need to get out there with those people and share Jesus with them. And it starts by being kind to them, right? So the second um, major message I got out of this was directed to me. And the message was this. Sometimes I'm too willing to play it. I am too willing to play it safe or hold back or not step out in faith as as much as I should. And, and the one thing that comes up over the course of my life is this whole idea of worrying. You know, I speak a lot about it. And I've run into a lot of people who say, oh, everybody worries. Ha, ha, ha. 
And, and I get offended by that because I know that not everybody worries. And Jesus said, don't worry. So I want to work toward the point where I worry. We don't ever want to get so complacent or so or set our standards so low that we stop praying for miraculous healings or we stop reaching out to people who appear to be too far gone, right? Just because we've been doing this, and I say we because I am guilty of this, just because we have been doing this for a long time, for all of our lives maybe, doesn't mean it's not time to change it up a little bit. I want some of that new wine because the old wine just isn't getting the job done. I've got a taste of the new wine, that relationship with Jesus. I want to go to the next level and keep progressing to the next level, and I bet you do too. So I'm going to challenge you today to listen to Jesus when he says this. And I'm going to ask, are you too content, too complacent with the old wine that you're not willing to make the effort to partake of the new wine? We can all get there at times, right? So let that be the challenge. And let me lead into, I only have a couple minutes here, but the responsorial psalm today We, right now, are in the presence of the Lord. Jesus is right here with us. How do we respond? Are we miserable? Are we complaining? Are we grumpy? Or do we choose to rejoice because we are in the presence of the Lord? Joy is a choice. It's not a feeling. The responsorial psalm, Psalm 100, it's a good one. Come with joy into the presence of the Lord. Sing joyfully to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful song. Why? Because he's the Lord, because he loves us, and because he's present with us. Know that the Lord is God. He made us. His we are. His people, the flock he tends. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving because he gave us a new day. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us what? Rejoice and be glad. That's a conscious choice. It's an action. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. Thank you, Lord, for giving me this new day. Thank you for being present with me always. For he is good, the Lord whose kindness endures forever. Forever. He's kind. He's merciful. And his faithfulness to all generations. He's faithful. He's not going to leave you down, let you down. He's always going to be there for you. For that reason, let's be joyful, okay? I know we're used to complaining, right? We are. We complain about a lot of things. It's too hot. It's too cold. I'm bored. I'm tired. I don't like this food. We grumble a lot. Let's make that decision. To move to that next level of wine, we want the new wine. We're going to leave the old wine behind and and make the decision to praise the Lord and rejoice in His presence every day. At least I'm going to do it. I have a feeling you will too. All right, I'm going to run. Remember, no show on Monday. I'll see you on Tuesday. Have a fantastic weekend. If you need anything, email me at Gary at followingthetruth.com. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.